Look like an angel. Walk like an angel. Talk like an angel. But I got wise. You're the devil in disguise. Oh, yes, you are. Devil in disguise. Oh, hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast, episode 73. Hey, I'm doing this on a holiday, because technically the day after Thanksgiving is still a holiday. No one's doing anything. But you know what? I figured I'm going to do this now, because the last episode, there was a, I had a stop clock stopwatch going, which I have right now, and I'm going to do this for an hour. So last time I did it for an hour, and I had way more other things I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to do it today. I think I'm going to start doing the podcast twice a week. And uh, someone on the Periscope said something pretty vulgar. I'm not going to read it. I was about to read it. I'm not going to read it. But um, yeah, for those of you that don't know, I also Periscope this live. You can follow me on Twitter and you'll be notified at Josh Lacash on Twitter. And uh, right now I'm wearing a beanie because it's it's pretty cold in my apartment. It's pretty cold outside in Los Angeles. And uh, I'm I'm looking like Tim Pool right now. He's um, this liberal journalist who's pretty fair, and he wears a beanie all year long, even when it's uh, 100 degrees out. He does because he he's he's embarrassed that he's bald. He's for sure bald. I'm not bald. I'll take it off in a second to just to prove it to you. I'm not bald. I I have nothing to hide. Um, it's funny how beanies have become toupees of the future, but that's uh, that's where we are. We haven't invented anything really cool, but what we have invented is wearing beanies in the future, which uh, tricks people. People are like, oh, you, you probably have hair under there. You have nothing to hide. It's 100 degrees outside. You have nothing to hide, but they are hiding everything. So I'll take that off in a second. Don't Don't you worry about a thing. So it's the day after Thanksgiving, and I went to a friend's house last night for dinner. And it's not Friendsgiving. It was not Friendsgiving. I think Friendsgiving is gay when a bunch of... It, and it, this is especially popular in Los Angeles. Friendsgiving is uh, is gay because th- those are the people that didn't fly home for the holidays. And it's like a bunch of orphan people who hang out together. And they're not really even that good of friends. But it's just... It's like the breakfast club of people for uh, that want to replicate their Thanksgiving dinner. But, you know, they're... They're just, they're lost. They're like, they're like, uh, they're like puppies who lost their way. And, but I went to a friend's house and the reason why it wasn't Friendsgiving is because I was the only friend there. The rest, it was just family. So I didn't talk about politics. I got, people tried to rope me in and, and say, Hey, he's a Republican. First of all, I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. Big difference. I don't belong to a party. I'm registered independent. I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of something and have to think what people think. I kind of cherry pick my my my, my ideas and beliefs, and I I kind of cater them to you know what I actually believe in. But whatever, didn't get roped in. It's rude. It's rude to talk about politics in those kinds of dinners, especially if I'm a guest. 
If it if it was my family, then maybe maybe a little bit, but not to the point where we hate each other. I was gonna tweet something yesterday where we. Uh, oh wait, before that, I I also since I'm a Jew, I didn't grow up with Thanksgiving, so it's not that special to me. The food is always okay, except last night was un- unbelievable. I I don't really like turkey. I think it's trash. I think uh, for the most part, birds and fish are trash, but. Uh, the food last night was amazing, and uh, the reason why I didn't really grow up with Thanksgiving is because we did Shabbat dinner every Friday, so that's basically like having Thanksgiving every Friday. So I I didn't uh, so it's kind of redundant, and American families typically don't see each other that often, so I guess it's that extra special. But when you grow up seeing your family every week, you know, whatever. But I was gonna tweet something yesterday that. I didn't because whatever, it's stupid. But I'll bring it up in here because it's a podcast and I, I need to I need to I need to kill some time. The I was gonna say that that you basically train your whole year on Twitter. You know, you're an asshole all, all year long on Twitter. Everyone's an asshole. If you're on Twitter, you're an asshole. That's just how it is. And you train all year, you know, fighting with people, fighting in infighting with the people you agree with but don't agree with on everything. And, and you fight the libs, you fight everyone, you fight everyone on Twitter. So it's like, it's like you're Rocky, you're training all year round. And then the big fight is Thanksgiving. The big fight is with the people you love. It's backwards. You shouldn't do that. But uh, yeah, so Thanksgiving was good and I'm doing this now. You know what? I'm doing this now. And I screenshotted a really good tweet yesterday. I know this is, this is not relevant anymore because Thanksgiving's over. But it's remember it for next year. Remember when people try to start these fights, and and lately it's been this anti-white, anti-colonizer fight. Uh, someone tweeted, and it's really good. His his at is Owen Broadcast. He said, "Friendly Thanksgiving reminder that ninety percent of the natives died from diseases that people like the Pilgrims didn't know they were carrying, and naturally we took over the continent after their civilization collapsed. You should not feel bad about this." By the way. Even if that wasn't true, which that is true, because in Google it says, when the Europeans arrived carrying germs which thrived in dense semi-urban populations, the indigenous people of Americas were effectively doomed. They had never experienced smallpox, measles, or flu before, and the viruses tore through the continent, killing an estimated 90% of Native Americans. Now, the other 10%, we were on fairly good terms with them for a while. Also, we, we bought most of their land. We didn't really, th- there was fighting, but they were fighting with each other. The thousands of different Native American tribes were fighting with each other before. They didn't even have the wheel yet, so they were way behind. It was it was as if the colonizers came here and were like aliens. And they're like, oh, we can, we, we can basically uh, just take over. We can basically just take over because we're way advanced. We're a thousand years ahead of you. You have not invented the wheel. You don't know what horses are. And uh, so a lot of a lot of it was we bought their land. We we uh, and and we paid them in guns also. So it wasn't that good of a deal. But hey, we're just better negotiators, I guess. So you can't feel bad. Also, humans were violent. Literally every piece of land on this earth has been taken over. By the stronger person. And every group of people in the, in the world has been enslaved. So if you're, if you're living in America and you're kind of 
um, rallying against the European colonizers that came here, but, you know, you kind of enjoy the fruits of everyone's labor by living here and living in the best country in the world. But you're protesting. You know, you're still protesting. You're just spoiled. You're spoiled and you're wrong. I I ran across this viral Twitter tweet yesterday, and it's from... You always have to read their profiles. It's so funny how... Look, my profile on all my social media accounts, it, I don't say what I believe in. I don't say what religion I'm in or what political party I'm in because there's more to you than a little paragraph on your Twitter. You can never do yourself justice by the little paragraph. So you could write something stupid and that's it. For me, I wrote at uh, Sadwater is my other account and soon, soon WO. That's the abbreviation of what my next show is going to be called. That's it. I don't need to tell you what religion, what po- politics I am, what my pronouns are. You're not doing yourself any good by doing that. You're actually revealing to people, I'm dumb. And both sides do it. A lot of people on the right do it. A lot of people on the left. A lot of just stupid people. A lot. Every, everyone does it. Except me and other people. Let me just take off my beanie now. I don't need it. And I'm going to show you I'm not bald. Um, so... This person who had a viral video yesterday on Twitter, her, (laughs) it's so stupid. I mean, you just reveal how stupid you are. Hers says, non-binary, indigenous femme, I don't know what that means, female, F-E-M-M-E. So non-binary, indigenous femme with great hair, pronouns, they, her, you can't just mix everything, just choose, choose one. Even choose the invented one, but you can't be like they, her. You're you're butchering the English language, which I guess is your point because you hate this country and you hate the language that we speak. Uh, and then it says creator of Dyn Aesthetics. I don't know what that is. It's her company, I guess, and something. But <laughs> and then it says return resources cash dot me slash her name. Um, that's another sign. Whenever someone has their PayPal or Cash App link or Amazon wish list or, or Venmo thing, you know that they're most likely whore-ish. They're not whores, but they act like whores. So she's not selling nudes, I am assuming. I haven't really combed through her her social media, but, but typically that's something what e-girls who sell nudes do. And you're kind of acting like a whore by doing that. Again, dudes do that too. I think it's bizarre. So that that that's just painting a picture of who this person is. And then let's go to the viral video. It's a TikTok, so there's no words. I'm just going to read it to you. Wait, and her <laughs> her um caption says all the non-natives are pressed about this video on TikTok. It actually m- Oh no, it is her. So she's just promoting her own TikTok video. And it said, let's just, I'm going to read it to you as it goes along. Thanksgiving is a celebration of genocide removal and enslavement of Native Americans. That's just not true. By the way, to paint a picture, this girl is obese. So not only is, and, and, and the song she's playing in her video is Wham! The whitest of the white groups of the 80s. But that's okay. You're allowed to appropriate our culture. We don't care. Whoa, my voice just cracked, you guys. Damn it. You know what? I'm not editing that out. I don't edit my podcast. So that's there forever. 
I don't care. Thanksgiving is a celebration of genocide, removal, and enslavement of Native Americans. That's not true. Thanksgiving was the Native Americans taught us how to farm the land, and we celebrated with them. And we were in peace with them, I think, for like 50 years or something. So that's wrong. You're wrong, but that's okay. This is America. You're allowed to be wrong. But you hate America, so, you know, do you want to make that illegal later on? Okay, let's go on. Uh, then it says, still here, though, surviving, thriving, and resisting col colonialism. Uh, not true. You're not thriving, most likely, because you're on a massive amounts of welfare as a Native American because of the white guilt. So no one on welfare thrives. And uh, you're not resisting colonialism because you're enjoying all the technology. You're enjoying, you're in a house, it looks like, with air conditioning. You're also very fat, so you're eating our fatty foods, our bad fatty foods. You're eating our, you know, sugary stuff. So you're not resisting and thriving anything. You're, if anything, you're consuming everything. And then it says, by the way, uh, not today, colonizers. Pilgrims are colonizers. Hot take. I've never heard that before. That's a new one. 1.2 million views. Oh, that's it. That's great. I love it. I love when it's 13 seconds. But <laughs> why does this have a million, almost a million and a half views? Why does this have 82,000 likes and 20,000 retweets? It's like, it's like people um, have never heard this before. It's regurgitated bullshit every year. Every, every Thanksgiving and every Columbus Day, we just hear the same bullshit. It's really funny. And people go, yas, girl, yas, queen. Let's read some of the comments. Uh, nah, they're boring. I don't have to. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Someone wrote, uh, damn, I kind of don't care. Yeah, I mean, look, you lost. How about that? Let's just say you're absolutely right. Let's just say that uh, we totally just stole your land. And we put you in slave. You lost. Everyone's been enslaved. You lost. You're not special. If, if, if the Native Americans were the only people in history, in the history of humanity, that got enslaved and their land got taken over, then maybe you'd have a point. But you're not special. And everyone's been enslaved. And every land has been taken over. And that's it. Deal with it. You lost. The last thing I want to talk about with regards to Thanksgiving is another viral tweet, 31,000 likes, and uh, another hot take. So this girl writes, my mom, like meaning her mom says, don't forget to pack, pack something nice for Thanksgiving, and then her. It's a picture of her briefcase. And you know what it is? It's uh, three t-shirts. That one of them says, vagina, 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 not a dirty word. All right, um, let's just start with that. Who are you rebelling against? Your dad? Was your dad just not there? Did you not have a masculine father figure raising you? Um, I, because you're allowed to say vagina on TV. I, I mean, I, who... Who is this again? Who is this against? Who are you against? This seems more of like a personal issue that you have than society. So, uh, okay, let's move on. This person, wait, I got to see what they look like. 
Okay, it's, a, <laughs> it's usually a white girl. Yes, this is a white girl. So then her other shirt says, pro-black, pro-brown, pro-queer, pro-trans, pro-science, <laughs> pro-choice, pro-ho. Okay, I'm just going to guess she has no father, or her father left her, or the parents are divorced. Something like that. That 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 scars a child. So, so um, this is just kind of funny that, first of all, let me just read the last one, and then I'll just tell you what I think about this. Decolonize your bookshelf. Um, all right, that one's a tough one. I'm going to guess that what that means is if you have literature from white men, you got to get rid of all that. Shakespeare, get rid of that. Uh, George Orwell, get rid of that. I don't know um, other authors' names because I'm not very well read. Even though I do read books, I just forget everything. Got to take those down. If it's a white man, got to take it. Decolonize your book. You need you need um, queer, trans, Muslim, women, brown, black books written by those people. So basically, you can only buy three books. So my whole point with this is besides when you're vulgar, that doesn't mean you're right. Just because you're vulgar or just because you're loud... That doesn't mean you're right. So the sad thing about this is that, yes, people can't let that stuff go. They they train for this all year round. They feel like they need to disrupt nice family dinners. And I grew up having these every week. So it just became part of normal life. Now, it's sad when you only have it once a year or twice a year. And to ruin to ruin that one or two times that you get to see your whole family by wearing stupid shirts that really aren't saying anything, but you think you're very smart. Um, that's that's kind of sad and selfish. Not only that, but if you're if if your beliefs can fit on a t-shirt, they're not very strong beliefs, and you're probably wrong. So if your beliefs are there <laughs> on a shirt. It's like a meme. If if you boil your beliefs down to a meme and and you can't really back anything up after that, if you don't really do homework, if you don't really read books that aren't just by trans Muslim women, then uh you're not doing yourself any favors and you're not very smart. Although you think you are. It's kind of it's kind of like protests. I hate protests. And uh when they just repeat slogans, and they don't say anything else. And when their signs kind of all look the same. I, I, I think protesting is kind of bullshit to begin with. Unless you're kind of like the the farmers in France. I think this is happening in France right now. All the farmers have been protesting the, the laws that are kind of hurting them. And they're feeding a whole co- country. So they, they are all kind of saying, you know, what? we're not working. We're not. We're going to we're going to take our tractors to the, the capital. And we're just gonna not work, and you know what? You're gonna you're gonna suffer. Other than that, I don't really know what's happening with that, because I don't live there and I don't care. But um, that's the kind of protest that works. But if you're protesting a fair election, if you're protesting a guy who's gonna be Supreme Court justice, you're not doing anything. You're protesting the inevitable. Like we get, you're upset. You're upset. Fine tweet about it i guess 
or move on. Your daily life is not going to be affected. You're living in the best country in the world. You're going to be fine. So, uh, but, you know, as an exercise, let's, let's, uh, let's read her bio again. And uh, <laughs> her, her uh, banner says, too feminist, too furious. She doesn't look like she's aging very well. She's clearly alone. And um, again, her bio says, she, her, her pronouns, writer, speaker, unlearner. I don't know what an unlearner is. I'm guessing an unlearner is um, someone who had to go through re-education, which is brainwash. Okay. Curate social justice resources and education on IG. No idea what that means, but okay. Bi slash pan. So she's bisexual slash pansexual. I think pansexual is... I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was po- polyamorous relationship. That's when they just... A relationship has more than two people in it. I, I forgot what pansexual is. I think bi and pansexual are the same thing. So it's redundant. She has the gay flag and then she's featured in the Wall Street Journal... B.I., I don't know what that is, and C.N.N. That is her whole life. Uh, so, yeah, these are very... And then they invent words. Wearing a t-shirt doesn't count as allyship. Don't know what that is. Let's see if... Um... Nope, uh, I tried to look that up in the dictionary. It doesn't come up because it's not a word. They invent words all the time. You have to actually talk to your family about racism. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, racism. Have you heard of it? It's not a good thing. I think I think we should not be that. We shouldn't do that. What What else do you say? I can't believe I have to clarify this. You You don't. You're fighting a non-issue. You're not fighting a real thing. But that's okay. In other news, you guys. In other news, uh, there was um. There was an attack in London today. There was a Obviously, Muslim guy in London. This is what you have. Well, this is what happens when you have open borders. You um, not only that. This is what you happen. This is what you happen. This is what happens when you import people from countries that that they don't like. They're not going to like you. They're not going to like your Christianity. They're not going to like freedom of speech. They're not going to like that women are basically not slaves. They're not going to like many things. So what's going to happen is when they come here and then they realize or they go to London and they realize, um, I fucking hate this place. I hate everyone here. This is going to be our country. We're the ones having babies. These people aren't having babies. We're going to this is ours. We're going to claim we're going to not reclaim, but we're going to take over. We're taking over. So the way to take over is have babies and destabilize society to the point where they they're they're the by law. They're banning knives. You, you have to have a license to buy knives. I'm not talking about like a knife that you use to hunt or cut open your deer carcass to field dress it. No, 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 no. There, you can't buy a butter knife. You can't buy, you can't buy silverware without a license. You, you have to be a certain age to buy silverware. And the reason why this is happening is because knife rape is up, murder is up, but knife attacks are also up. So um, I like how people believe you can make something illegal and then it's going to ban it from existence. You can't. Anyone can make a knife out of anything. There's a pen on my desk. I can fashion that into a knife, into like a 
What's it called in prison? The thing. This, uh, you know what? I'm just going to say stabby. I'm going to say stabby. And uh, so today, it's. It, I woke up to pretty cool. It's pretty cool that everyone has a camera because I saw different angles of a terrorist being shot by the cops. And it wasn't uh, bloody because they, it was a little far away, but you can see it happening. And you know what? It brought me joy. Uh, I used to be a little squeamish about those things, but I have no sympathy for these people. And uh, they need to be killed. So <laughs> it's funny because the, the liberals, the British liberals, it's so easy to say these things in hindsight. And so easy to say these things from the comfort of your own home. And so easy to critique videos that really you have a split-second decision to make as a cop. I mean, you don't have to deal with this. All you do is you're writing, you're throwing up your beliefs on Twitter, and that's it. So basically what happened was there was this this terrorist guy. He's a terrorist. He's stabbing people on uh, London Bridge. On the London Bridge, he's stabbing people with a normal knife. And then... Uh, citizens detained him took away his knife and then the cops pretty pretty much came pretty quickly i don't know if he killed any civilians but he did stab some people and then the 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 cops are like back away back away so the people who were who were kind of detaining him or holding him down they all kind of ran away and then the cop the cops this is on video baba kills him and i'm here clapping that's awesome i like seeing that I like that. And uh, <laughs> the the liberals on Twitter, this is an example of what they were saying, was well done to the public and the police on the fast response on London Bridge. But was there any need for the police to kill the man? They could have easily arrested him, but murdered him instead. Uh, but they could have easily arrested him, but murdered him instead. State murder doesn't sit well with me. Sad face emoji. I love stupid uh, instances of people using emojis. It's like R.I.P. to my grandma, sad face emoji. Really? Your grandma's whole life. She survived the Holocaust. She lived till 90, 95. And then you surmise it her whole life by putting an emoji. That seems a little disrespectful, but kind of funny. So, yes, in hindsight, you can write those things. Do you want to know why the cops killed the terrorist and didn't risk um, trying to handcuff him? Or tase him because he had a, a um, what's it called? A suicide vest, and then it it, hap it so happened that the suicide vest was fake. But that's a death wish. You're wearing that to scare people, and a cop is not going to risk other people's lives or even their lives by trying to detain him and decipher whether that is a real suicide vest or not. It wasn't, but. You know what? I don't think we're uh, missing anyone. We they didn't shoot up a a doctor who was going to cure cancer later on. They shot up um, you know, a guy who was basically committing suicide and he was going to take down some people with him by stabbing them. That's it. So <laughs> there are people mourning a terrorist and they uh they're kind of shitting on the cops who did good. And protected people, but I love watching these videos. I just, I just wish it wasn't so 
constant. I mean, this is constantly happening. This is becoming the norm in European countries. And I keep saying this, but you're peering into the future of the United States if we don't do something about the border issue in this country and, and do something about the illegal immigrant immigrants in this country. Um, when your country just doesn't care anymore, when it starts letting people in who are having more babies than you, by the way, and who are not um, adapting to the way of life and who are not assimilating, you're throwing your country and your culture down the tubes. That, that's what you're doing. Not all people and not all cultures are the same. So that was the other piece of news today. I kind of liked waking Waking up to that. Another thing I forgot to talk about on the last podcast was a movie I watched when I was flying to New York last week. It's a Netflix movie. And I've mentioned ne- I've ne- mentioned Netflix movies or woke movies before. And the funny thing about them is that if they actually had a proper release in theaters, they would stop making them. Because it's it's um it's a Ponzi scheme. Netflix is a Ponzi scheme. They are just putting out whatever woke content they want. There's no real uh, there's no real market for these movies, but it doesn't matter. All they have to do is keep pumping them out, and it's a bubble. Netflix is a bubble, and it's going to pop. If you buy Netflix stock, you're dumb. It's like buying Blockbuster stock in the late 90s. Like With Blockbuster, it's going to be there forever. They have 6,000 stores. Netflix is—there's is, uh, is there's now going to be competition because everyone's going to have their streaming platforms, and they're just going to get better and better. So there's Hulu, Netflix, Disney, all these all these platforms, and uh, but they all kind of put out this woke content, and it and it's back. It's gonna backfire. So one movie which I wanted to watch, and the reason I wanted to watch was because this the director, the filmmaker, made a pretty cool movie uh, that came out four years ago called Cold in July. I I haven't rewatched it, so I don't know if I'll I'll still like it now because my politics definitely has changed since then, but. Uh, I f- I like you know I like following cool filmmakers' careers and I'll I'll watch their 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 movies. So uh, I was I I never saw the trailer for this movie. I was I wanted to watch it without knowing anything about it. I saw Paul Joseph Watson ma- wrote an article how the movie the movie's about killing racists and I was like eh, maybe you know a lot of people kind of blow things out of proportion for the clicks. So I didn't really fully believe it and I forgot I I forgot his his um critique on it because i i was kind of glancing through it i didn't want i don't like spoilers the movie is called in the shadow of the moon it's on netflix and if i i'm gonna tell you what it's about but you won't believe me so i guess you might have to watch it for yourself basically the movie is about a serial killer i like those movies and but all the serial killers victims are white okay you know what Maybe I'm looking into it too much. I'll let that slide, right? I'll let that slide. It's fine. It's no big deal. Like, okay, fine. Uh, they're killing white people. Whatever. Most of the population is white. I'll let it slide. Most of the population in America is white. It's fine. So it starts off in the 80s. There's a, the, uh, cops, and uh, they see a string of murders, and they're bizarre murders. It's people bleeding out of their eyes. It's pretty pretty graphic. I, I thought it looked cool. The, the, the first 20 minutes of the movie... Is pretty cool, but um, basically, look, I'm gonna just spoil it for you now, uh, and I don't care. It does. It's it, you're not gonna see it anyways. Whatever. So basically, it's about a black serial killer woman, of course, you know, and she's also really strong and can beat up men, cops, because 
it's a it's a movie and in reality she wouldn't be able to but it's a movie i'll let that slide too and she's killing a bunch of random white people it's like random people they're not tied to each other they don't know each other and uh and then she 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 dies she dies right away in the, in the 80s cut to 10 years later the same murders are happening again the cop is now a detective and he's like holy shit it's happening i saw her die i accidentally killed her and uh i'll just ruin it for you she's a time traveler from the future and she's killing a bunch of white people and it turns out she's killing these white people not just cuz they're white but because in the future they all join this newsletter that that starts basically it's the end of the country it starts a new civil war and it's the, it's white supremacy <laughs> It's 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 white supremacy. She's kill going back in time to kill white supremac supremacists. <laughs> and um the reason is is because um like the left of today, they can't argue with people that they disagree with. They can't debate people that they disagree with. So kind of like how a lot of conservatives are getting banned on Twitter because they just can't argue with them. So they just kind of kill their internet personality. Uh in this movie they're basically going back in time to kill white supremacists who they just can't argue with them. They can't defeat them through rational debate because their ideas suck. So we're, we'll build a time machine. And it, by the way, this takes place like the, 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 the most future this movie gets is 2024 or 20, 2030. So I guess we invented a time machine because this was such a problem that, that, that they're like, Guys, the only way we can defeat these crazy people, the only way we can defeat the fringe white supremacists who somehow take over the whole country and cause a civil war is by building a time machine, by inventing tra time travel, going back in time and killing them before it gets out of hand. So it's justified murders. It's just it's justified when you're killing people who don't like black people or so or something. Uh, a lot of what they were saying was reminiscent of just what normal right-wing people are saying today. It wasn't even, they weren't even saying anything crazy in the movie. They were just kind of echoing what Alex Jones says. He's not a white supremacist. They're echoing things I've said. I'm not a white supremacist. Um, my, I, I'm, I'm just two generations ago, my family was, was uh, or three generations ago, we were killed by the Nazis. So I, I get what you're talking about, but this seems a little bit drastic. It's like a mixture of Terminator, but woke Terminator, woke-er Terminator. And, uh, but you're not killing robot. You're not going back in time to kill the person because of the revolution or something. You're killing people that were a part of a newsletter, and you're killing all of them, basically. You don't know which one was the one that... Uh, really started it so you kind of have to kill everyone basically and it's fine because they're white supremacists they're not people um i was gonna play the trailer but it doesn't really tell you anything so i'm gonna i found one of the quotes from the by the way that this there, there was a lot of black lives matter type of nonsense in this movie so the white cop kills the black girl and they're all up in arms about it and then, and then all the signs and all the graffiti for ten years. It's it's going on, and it it's, uh, they, it says, "Who is she? Who who was she? Who is she? Because she's the one. She's Neo. She's the Matrix guy, but but the killing white supremacist people. <laughs> so 
narrating, this is one of the quotes I found that kind of sums up everything. So she says, the voice that gave birth to a movement turned a small crack into a great divide. Does that remind you of anything? Does that remind you of anything that's happening right now that they think is happening right now? It drowned out the best of us and it amplified the worst. Um, no, it, it doesn't really work that way. I mean, there's probably a thousand white supremacists in this country and no one pays attention to them. By the way, a little example. My dad sent me uh, a video clip of I don't even know who it's it's like some boomers that have a Alex Jones type show. And they were they were talking about how this country is the impeachment is the end it could be the end of the president and the impeachment is is being moved by the Jews. It's the Jews' fault. I love when people blame us. Um because like being a man, I would love to go to the secret Jewish meeting. I don't there is none. I'm sorry, but there is none. I would have been invited to it. I know some people, so I would have been invited to it. So he's blaming the Jews that that might get Trump kicked out. Trump's whole family is Jewish. They all married Jews. Um, I don't think it's the Jews, you guys. You have to think a little bit deeper than that. You're dumb if you just blanket blanket a whole group of people and be like, it's them, the Jews. It's And it's always the Jews. So my dad sent that, and he goes, look at this piece of shit. And I go, yeah, who cares? Three people watch this guy. Like, no one watches these people. If anything, the people that watch them are people like us who are like, look at this piece of shit. So half of the people watching these people are people who are just saying, look at this piece of shit. Or, and the other half are people who are just laughing at them because they're stupid. A lot of people hate watch things. And a lot of people watch people who, are, who, who we just think are stupid because it's funny. No one's seriously taking these people seriously. And the few that do, they're 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 not going to change anything. There's literally a thousand white supremacists in the country, and and the last I checked, there's only three thousand KKK members. They like playing dress up. That's all they're doing. Oh, someone said you're dumb if you blanket a whole group of people, people like immigrants. Uh, but that's a, that's a completely different topic that I could get into. If you if you want, can you DM me on Twitter and then I'm gonna talk. I'll talk about that next next week. I only have 23 minutes left of this podcast. I think that's a pretty interesting topic. So I'll just uh, thank you. Yeah, I want to talk about that. That's a good topic. Let me f- so so let me just finish this um, this quote. <laughs> uh, so uh, she says it drowned out the best of us. It amplified the worst. So we found a way to silence it. By building a time machine. We built a time machine. We found a way to undo the damage, to unconnect the dots. I volunteered to untell the story. Yeah, by murdering people that were on a newsletter. The best ending would have been if she was just wrong and she just killed random white people and it still happened. I would have loved if that... I would have actually liked the movie if that happened. Because it, it kind of was cool and then it just got really stupid. So so watch it. Hate watch. You should hate watch that movie. In the Shadow of the Moon. Uh, also, filmmakers, stop making really long titles. I, I watched the movie and I had it saved and I still didn't know the title. Um, speaking of Netflix, another show that's going to come out is, um, is a RuPaul, a new RuPaul series. It's called... And I, I, I watched the trailer, and it was just 30-second teaser of RuPaul, who, for those of you that don't know, is a drag queen. 
and I guess goes by she, but it's it's a dude. And um, but this is a scripted series, and and the trailer is just of RuPaul dancing. It's called AJ and the Queen, and the poster is pretty sickening. It comes out in January, so Google it. The poster is RuPaul dressed as a weird drag queen holding the hand of a little white boy. Um, this screams pedophile. This screams pedophilia. So before judging it, I Googled it. I wanted to know what it was about, and I was right. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not about pedophile, pedof- a pedophile, but it is reminiscent of one. I mean, like the, the, typically these sort of things, they kind of hide their real agenda underneath. Like gay marriage wasn't really about gay marriage. It was about injecting it into everything, and it was to kind of, kind of um, what's it called? Corrupt little kids. I mean, that's why a lot of kids are now drag kids and trans. You're sexualizing kids, and it's really weird. So I want to read the little summary of what this is about. RuPaul stars as Robert Lee, a.k.a. Ruby Red, a career drag queen who has hopes and dreams of finally opening her own drag club. An entrepreneur. I like that. I like that. This is this, We're off to a good start, you know? Forget the what you're opening, but that's that's commendable. After being swindled by a charismatic con artist and his eye-patched partner in crime, doesn't exist. That sounds... <laughs> Charismatic con artist with an eye patch partner in crime. Uh, I guess because they need to show people who are transabled. No. Uh, Ruby is forced to pick up the pieces and hit the road, doing shows in order to get her money back. Her? I thought drag queens were just dudes who dressed up as ladies. I Are drag queens trans now? Is this? All right. All right. Uh... Where did I leave off? Along the way, Ruby meets AJ, a scrappy orphan with cockiness and confidence to spare. And the two of them come together for a road trip, a road trip show you'll never forget. Um, a rational adult, especially one that goes to drag clubs, would uh, contact the authorities and say, hey, there's this orphan kid. You need you, you want it back? Uh, I don't. I can't take it with me. I'm going to these really vulgar, revealing kind of shows. Uh, but no, this <laughs> this kid looks like he's nine, and uh, I guess he's a part of the drag show. I guess that's what's happening. And it's uh, a scrappy orphan boy with cockiness and confidence to spare. And it's a. I guarantee you, the kid's gonna be a drag kid. Uh, then it goes on to say, this show isn't about a drag queen in a kid's show. I don't know what that means. Uh, this is about a kid in a drag queen's show. Do we need this? Do we need this? Do we really need this? It's weird because obviously the people who consume these shows are mostly gay. Do do gay people, are a lot, are a lot of them pedophiles? Because it, this is what it seems like it is. Who is this for? Like, that's my main question. Who is this for? Who's going to really watch this? And who's going to say Yas Girl to this? It's edgy, and 
It has some dark themes in there, RuPaul told Vanity Fair. Why would it have dark themes if... I would get it if this was like an 18-year-old guy who who uh, is on the road and they team up and he learns the way of the drag. But why nine years old? Who is this for? It was something I was eager to explore to prove to myself that I'm not dead inside. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't know what that means. I proved to myself that I could pull some, pull those emotions up. It's intoxicating. And then the, the last, uh, the last sentence by Oprah Magazine in this article is, we're already hooked. No, it's not the Desmond kid. It's not the Desmond kid doing it. But th- look forward to this in January. We'll probably talk about it more. Really good stuff, guys. Really, really good. Um, heartwarming. Um, mark my words, one of the reviews is going to be heartwarming. Heartwarming, says uh, Richard Roper of the Sun-Times. Heartwarming. For some reason, they just hate kids. Again, I have my fuck children uh, category in my notes, and I'm not going to get to those yet. Maybe I'll get to those next week. There's there's still a lot I need to get get to. I have 16 minutes left. And um, you know what? I want to get to the... I want to get to... Airbnb's ad because it it it, it it's kind of goes hand in hand with Thanksgiving. So Airbnb had a really nice ad, a really well made ad. Obviously, it's a well made ad because it's uh, a billion dollar company. And uh, let's click it. I don't need to. I'm just gonna explain it to you. There's no words, so it's a beautiful ad. Oh, it's a Italian lady and and her family's coming over. Oh, now an Asian family. Wait, what is this? That's a guy in drag. Okay, I'll I'll ignore that. Back to the Italian lady. She's making her special dishes. Her niece is learning, and there's all these really cool ingredients. And uh, she's waving the the rolling pin thing. Whoa, 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 whoa! A trans trans family. We're back to the trans family. Okay, interracial couple. Uh, trans family. Make the family recipe. With Claudia, with Pedro as in drag, with Japanese lady, with Italian lady. 3,000 family recipes around the world cooking on Airbnb experiences. Um, <laughs> they're showing a traditional family, a traditional, you know, it's the holidays. It's a traditional family like Pedro, the... The, tr- the trans uh, drag dude with the trans drag family. You know, the all-American family, the classic American family, right? That's It's the classic American family. I'm, it's not just 0.1% of the population. It has to be half because I see it everywhere. It's part of the norm in society, so it's, they're not lying to me. Um. But uh, yeah, that this just makes me hate everything. And 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 again, a lot of this stuff used to just live in academia. It used to just live in in on the college campuses, and then it's seeping into the internet, right? So now it's online. And then though, for some reason, all the marketing experts are paying attention to the like you're marketing to the point one percent. 
It's like the Sprite ad I was talking about two episodes ago. Who are you advertising this to? If you left out the drag family, people would be like, oh, this is a nice commercial. It's the, the Italian family. They they flew to Italy to be with their grandma who has the secret recipes, the, the classic family recipes, right? But uh, no, they have to have, they have to have the drag family. That they're all in drag. I didn't know drag people or uh, trans made babies. I didn't know that's how it worked. But yeah, I don't even think that they like that it's being part of the norm. They like that it was subversive. They like that it was in the hidden parts of society. I don't think that they they enjoy being the the attention of everyone do they like being a part of airbnb's ad that they probably spent a million dollars on i don't think i would say that most of them don't and uh guarantee you next year the the ad is gonna feature furries or something like that it's gonna get weirder it's just gonna get weirder and weirder until the zoomers until gen z takes over and is like fuck that shit we're done with this we're not giving drag or trans or any of these people any more attention. Uh, and we're making everything with the vaporwave aesthetic. So, um, Airbnb, I commend you for making a dumb commercial that is just exposing how dumb you all are. Airbnb is gay, like Sprite and everyone else. <laughs> so, um, let me get to some questions before I finish this podcast. I have about 10 minutes left. And, uh, Wait, man vasectomy because climate oh man, there's so many things I haven't gotten through. I'm I'm I really hope that people take a break on posting crazy shit so we can talk about all this stuff next week. One of my like one of my viral tweets from last week was uh, a guy who is a cucked guy who I'll just talk about next week. Let me get to some questions. Um what do you think about Eastern Orthodoxy and icons? Nothing, because I am i don't know anything about that, and I have no opinion on something. I'm sure it's nice. I'm sure it has pretty cool art. Other than that, I don't really know. Why tradition is necessary? That's a good question. Why God and... Re- uh, same person. Why tradition is necessary? Why God and religion is necessary? Our culture is increasing social support of pedophilia. Example, child drag. Well, that you kind of answered it, but let me let me uh, break that down pretty quickly because it is a good question. Why is tradition, why is religion and God necessary? All of those things stem from our need to feel connected to something bigger than us. That's why beautiful art is important. It kind of humbles you. Very few things from contemporary times can really humble you. Because we're so distracted. We're so distracted by Netflix, by by literally everything. By shopping, by, uh, I don't know. By YouTube, by movies, by the internet, by, by social media. And because of social media, we think we're, we're, we think we're the center of attention. We get a few likes. Like one of my tweets from a week, uh, a few days ago got 22,000 likes. I liked it because it gave me more followers but um, I know that I'm not anything. I know that there's many people like me, many people who believe in what I believe. I'm not that special. Maybe what I'm good at is talking for a, lo- a long amount of time. 
and most people aren't consistent with making podcasts and, and can't talk like this. But but and I'm not even the best at this. But you need to be humbled every day. That's why I think it's important to go out in nature, go look at a mountain, go stand on top of a mountain, go see how small you really are, because everything that is exi- that exists and is popular now is giving us is making us big headed. So that's what religion does, and that's what tradition does. When you partake in tradition and you hold those near and dear to your heart, like let's just say Thanksgiving, and you, you get together with your family, it's something that's humbling. It's something that you can pass down to the next generation, and they can pass down to the next generation. And that's what we used to do with beautiful cities, beautiful art. Um, you know, that's why, that's why these churches that have been standing for hundreds of years— are, are being uh, preserved and passed down because it's something inherently special. That's why uh, your last name used to be what your job was, what your family job was, like uh, a blacksmith or something. Your last name was Smith. Bad example. My last name is, is Lakach, which means baker of honey cakes. So uh, I'm not a honey cake baker, but I'm assuming that for a long time, that's what we were really good at. So we used to pass down a lot of things. That's why tradition is necessary. Because even even think about what you buy. What you buy is, is, is you replace it every year. There's the new model car. There's the new model iPhone. There's the new computer. The interesting thing about technology is it's always getting better, but it's always obsolete. Before technology... We would pass down things, pass down art, pass down tools, pass down skills. We don't do that anymore because we kind of think of those things as archaic and we don't need them anymore. So I think that's why religion and God is more important now than ever because it's because it's being ignored now more than ever. We need to we need to be humbled and we need to. Like, I don't know personally what I believe in with regards to God. And I didn't grow up very religious. But the older I've gotten, the more I question those sorts of things. And the more I see how necessary it is for humanity to survive and move forward. I think that it's it's very important because besides humbling you, I think that it, it um, a lot of people, it makes, makes, definitely makes you a better person. And... I don't, I mean, uh, I keep getting these Black Friday emails. I hate that. Yeah, I don't know. The humbling thing is a, is very, is actually a very important aspect to it. But uh, I think it just makes you a kinder person too. When you, when you stop thinking of yourself as the most important thing in the universe, you be, you transform the way you think about everything. And since everything is so disposable now, you can really only pass down your beliefs and your belief system and your customs. Other than that, you're not going to have people tied to anything. That's one of my reasons why open borders is a bad thing. Because, yes, if it's just people coming in here and they just want to work and they're good, and uh, but they don't assimilate and they don't really care about our culture or what our country was – why it was made – then it, then we're just talking about a piece of land and none of this matters and nothing matters. But when you feel like you're part of something bigger than your, that's why patriotism is good. I mean, you know, 
if it's practiced in a healthy manner and if you, it, not if you blindly believe what politicians say but if you if you just uh if you if you're about preserving the constitution and the bill of rights that's why it matters but if you allow people who have no ties to this culture and have no uh have no desire to have ties to this culture then you know that's the that's the beginning of the end of the country it used to be that people who came here assimilated and they wanted they didn't want to come here just because of jobs or opportunity they wanted to be come here because of freedom of speech self preservation uh innocent before proven guilty but that's all kind of going out the window if you look at statistics of of what young people think about freedom of speech they go yes freedom of speech is good except hate speech well then that's you're not then that's not freedom of speech then what are you really preserving popular speech that doesn't need protection so that's why in short that's why i think those are very important uh do you still hit the gym every day how do you work how do you work up like that i i don't understand that last part but yes i go five six times a week i also play ice hockey i like doing that because then you can kind of eat whatever you want but then also it uh i love having a routine i think that when you have a routine you're a lot happier and healthier and uh more focused you need to do the bare minimum when it comes to exercise or activities because the amount that we could do in a day the amount of energy we actually have in a day that we don't use is astounding if you really think about it and if you don't use any of it and you wonder why hey why can't i go to sleep why do i have sleeping problems why am i uh depressed why am i tired for no reason i didn't even move it's because you're you're built to move. So the reason why I think I have that work ethic with regards to that is because I was raised that way. And I was never fat. And it's not even about fat. It's about having the discipline. And it, it's best, if you have kids, it's best to get them moving in the, right away. Like, don't wait until they get fat. Don't wait until that becomes a problem. Thoughts on social drinking at 18? Uh, I'm not a fan of drinking at 33. And I went through my years of drinking in my 20s mainly. I, I didn't really drink in my teens, but kind of in my 20s. And um, you're not gaining anything and you're not missing out. I guess what you gain is by messing up, by drinking too much and having a hangover and throwing up. I think Because I think those are learning experiences, but uh, I don't like drinking. I think if you if you think you have to be interesting by drinking, you're not interesting. You're just kind of you kind of just don't care when you're drunk. So, but you don't become more interesting. I I have read that if you have one drink, like one shot of 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 liquor or something, it it does loosen you up and and uh, you have a higher voc- vocabulary. But uh, if you if you constantly need to drink to think that you're interesting or to take away the nerves of talking to a girl or anything like that. Uh, you're not doing yourself any favors. So, uh, yeah. Moderation, I guess. I mean, I'm not for just not drinking how to deal with feminists. Uh, ignore them. If you're thinking about dating a feminist, uh, that's just, you're not going to change their minds for the most part. You're just not going to change their minds. And, and it's just going to be a mess. I suggest not, dealing with them to begin with uh 
I don't know about that. How did you grow such an epic beard? I don't have a beard. And also, work out, lift weights, uh, get your testosterone testosterone <laughs> testosterone levels high, and you'll uh, you'll be fine with facial hair. Anime is still bad. Yes. Do you have any suggestions for my female cat? No, cats aren't pets. Just let it go live its life. It doesn't like you. So just let it go. American Gods, the show, is just a bunch of satanic hocus-pocus bullshit. Agreed. I've never seen it. Most shows are. Most shows are propaganda. I was just talking about that with the Netflix thing. Most shows aren't good. Um, it's it's m Most of the entertainment that you consume is made to brainwash you. That's just what it is. So I guess you're right. I've never seen it. But on that note, an hour on the dot. My name is Sadwater. That was Sadcast episode 73. Here's a song I love you. Bye. Yeah.